They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to The Powercast. And today we will be recapping Power Book 2 Ghost, Season 2, Episode 9. And the title of the episode is A Fair Fight? Question mark. And today I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Richard? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? What's up, indeed? What's up, indeed? And I'm also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How are you, Dana? I'm excited. Good, good. Please don't snitch on me. Go up snitching. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, today was a, a very interesting episode. Last week, you know, we were all saying that was like the best episode we've ever seen. This episode, um, it might not be the best episode I've ever seen, but so much happened in this like so many like amazing incredible and crazy things happened in this episode that it's like wow like i i can't believe where this show is going now it's like wow there's like new surprises every week so um yeah it was one of those episodes so uh you know we are going to get to our takeaways here very soon where we're each going to give our takeaways of the episode and then you know after that we're going to have a question and discussion segment where we kind of, you know, analyze um, the details of this episode a bit more. But before we get to that, you know, I just want to um, remind everyone, if you enjoy this show and uh, you want to support us and you want us to keep doing this, you know, every single week, um, then please, you know, uh, consider liking the video, commenting on, you know, the YouTube video and subscribing. And, you know, if you're, if you're on a different platform listening to us, like Apple Music or Spotify, please also, you know, follow the show or leave a comment on those platforms. Also, you know, we're on Amazon Music now as well um, and, you know, many other avenues. So, yeah, just, you know, do your best to engage with the show um, as best you can, because, you know, all of that stuff lets us know that the people are enjoying the content and we will continue to bring this show to the people who, who enjoy it so with that being said we're going to get straight to our takeaways because we know that's what you're all here for and you know i also you know i can't wait to see what the, the commenters are going to say after this as well but um for now we're going to get we're going to head over to mr richard bailey jr and get his takeaways on this episode so take it away mr richard bailey jr yeah, so uh, uh, first and foremost, I will say, yes, this this was a, a good episode of Power. Uh, last week, yeah, it definitely felt like it was the best episode of the, of, you know, of the entire show, and definitely, of course, of the season. But um, there was a lot of things that happened in this episode, which pretty much sets up which should be a very exciting season finale next week. So they did a good job on that. Uh, I have three main takeaways I'm going to get into here. Uh, right now. The first takeaway is, of this episode, uh, basically, we spent a lot of time finding out what uh, my client, Mecca, what his true intentions are. You know, first and foremost, you know, I saw a very, you know, last week, I know when he, when he, when basically the diamond ring was stolen, um, there was a lot of people online saying, 
you know, Mecca probably has a tracker or something in that bag. And there were some people suggesting, well, he probably has a tracker in the actual ring. Well, those people were right on the money, you know, and I, I thought it was great that not only did you find out he had the tracker, so he knew exactly what happened to the ring as far as who had it. But on top of all of that, um, we find out that this guy is an informant, uh, not just any informant, one of the biggest informants that, you know, has ever, you know, highly well-known and highly regarded. So in this particular episode, um, I like how they basically said that this guy was, you know, he basically was the one that ratted out Lobos. If you ever seen the original power show, you know, that ghost and Tommy had to, had to take care of Lobos ghost primarily. So I find it very interesting how they had that call back in there. Um, and he made the line about, you know, if you ever tell, if you, if you ever go, if you ever go to hell, you know, basically give, give your father my regards because, because of your father, you know, you know, they never found out that I was the one that snitched and he got away with it. So, um, very interesting to get all that insight on Mecca and basically get an idea of what his, what his goal was this entire episode. You know, he, of course, with Monet back on his side, he did everything he can to try to repair the family that he has with Zeke and Monet. Uh, even as goes go so far as to lying and backing up Monet, because we had a scene in this episode where, you know, uh, Zeke confronted Monet telling her about what happened with Carrie and asked her if she was involved. She said, no, and right after I got kicked out, I came right here to, 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 to Dante's place. We know that's a lie. So obviously still lying to her son. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen when he finds out the truth, because obviously that truth is going to come out at some point in time. Um, but Mecca pretty much this whole episode, just basically asserting, you know, his role taking over. We saw that uh, he had, he had Kane locked in his apartment. He made Kane number two, and he definitely knew that Kane was the one that played a role in, in getting hit and getting that diamond stolen. So yes, very meticulous, very, uh, you know, pretty much aware of what's going on around him. One of the things that I, that I definitely will question going into the next episode, however, is we know at the end of this episode, he basically came to an agreement with Kane and Monet. When we finally find out that Monet finally finds out, Oh yes. So he is the connect. And they have this plan about taking down Lorenzo. The problem with that is that, you know, yes, we, we know about the agreements, the fact that Mecca would take care of the kids. But the thing is, Diana and Drew don't know anything about those agreements. So I'm very curious to see what happens next week. Obviously, they're going to go after Lorenzo. You know, Lorenzo got his uh, he got his drugs and money. So uh, Lorenzo is doing good right now. But um, I'm very curious to see what happens next week, because it's, it's this leading to this showdown between Mecca and Lorenzo. And obviously, I don't think that both of these characters makes it out of this season alive. One of them is, is probably going to get killed. So we'll see what happens, but a great episode as far as finally revealing more secrets about Mecca showing what his true intentions are. But I will say this, if Mecca is cold and calculating, there's no way in hell that he could think that this plan is going to work out perfectly. Uh, he, he'll be pretty gullible if he thinks so, but we'll find out what he has in store. Cause I kind of feel like he has a backup plan in case Monet or Kane decide not to agree with him. But we'll have to wait and see what that's all about. So uh, that's one takeaway. The other two, these are going to be a little bit, a little bit briefer. I had to talk in more detail about my client, obviously. 
Um, Brayden and the Weston family. This was an excellent episode for Brayden as far as showing you how loyal he is to Tariq. The fact that, uh, you know, we found out he finally found out about Lauren's involvement and the fact that they used that to basically try and get him in, tr- get him in trouble. Um, you saw that he, again, he was willing to stick to his guns and he did not, he, he could not, he couldn't bring himself to killing Lauren. We did, however, see that his brother Trace ratted, ratted, ratted out Tariq. I mean, it ratted out Tariq, ratted out Braden. So that situation right there, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with that because obviously we we spoke about this earlier in, in, in when we were when we were covering the beginning of the season that Trace was going to be an issue because this guy just it felt like he it felt like he could reveal some information to the feds and get these get, get his brother as well as Tariq in trouble. So um, I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen if Tariq ever finds out that Trace did rat him out and did say stuff about him. So we'll see where that goes. But in terms of Braden, yes, he struggled in this episode because he was going to have to kill Lauren. He could not do it. Of course, I'm going to get to what my next takeaway is here in a minute. But I'm, I'm just glad that we got an episode to see what Braden was made of in terms of, you know, and, and I think they did a very good job with the tension because as you saw, you know, him, you know, basically driving Lauren away in you know, an isolated place, you're thinking, oh, he's probably going to kill her. But you question, is he really going to do that? Because once you kill somebody, you become a totally different person. So I'm glad he didn't take that route. Um, but again, and, and again, we we also know that Tariq did end up getting that photo. He had a bit of a falling out with Tariq in that discussion. So it makes me curious to know where their relationship will stand going into the, going into the finale. Obviously he's going to remain loyal to Tariq to a degree, but needs to see how badly this photo impacts his father because that can be a that 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 can really you know cause issues within their relationship and then of course the fact that Diana and Drew had their own motives in this episode to basically try to get the information and get access to where the drugs were, where all the drugs were at so obviously Braden hasn't yet discovered the stash is gone and Tariq hasn't yet discovered are they going to blame each other when they actually do come back together? Who knows? But it's there's going to be some drama between them, I, I predict, next week because of that. So we'll see how that pans out. The final takeaway, I want to talk about the women and Tariq St. Patrick's life. Because in this episode, now we already addressed Lauren, obviously. Um, we saw that Tariq tried to do everything he could to protect her still. Um, and and again, the way they ended that whole thing with her and Effie, it kind of made me think that Effie did kill her, but they did not show that yet. We'll probably get into that later because that may be something where they say for the end of the season where her body is found or something. I, I don't know because Courtney Kemp did allude to there's going to be other deaths before this season's over. So I'm just saying we'll see what happens. But uh, in terms of Effie, what I like about Effie is that, you know, we know that she's attached to Tariq. She said this in the last episode. We know that Tariq is still messing around with Diana as well. But you saw in this episode that Diana used Tariq to get the information so that she can basically get the drugs. So Tariq probably hasn't noticed that yet, obviously. And obviously he needs to know you cannot trust everybody. So, I, you know, I'm curious to see how he's going to react because I don't think it's going to be positive once that goes down, once he does find out that 
you know, she played a role in getting that information. Um, but going back to Effie, again, we know Effie is attached. And in this episode, when they hinted the fact that Effie did something to Lauren, because obviously she told Tariq, you cannot trust her. Um, I don't know how you felt. I don't know how the viewers felt. This made me feel exactly like the whole relationship between Ghost and Angela in power. Because Angela broke the law several times to save Ghost, to do whatever she could to try to save her man. So just like this, you know, Effie is attached to Tariq. She's the only one that gets him, understands him. And yet she would do whatever she can to protect him, even if it means killing somebody else. So, like I said, what was what was great about this week is that you had these three, you know, all three of these women. Obviously, we know Lauren is now, you know, she's off to the side. But Diana did something bad. Effie might have done something bad. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the reaction is when that news gets out there and how Tariq will respond to that. So overall, though, I thought it was a great episode. And as I mentioned earlier, it sets up what should be a very exciting action-packed finale next week. So good job on the writers. Yeah, definitely great job to the writers. Um, yeah, excellent takeaways. I'm sure we're going to uh, be discussing a lot of that stuff in a little bit. But yeah, uh, great observations there um, indeed. So we're going to head over to Miss Dana Abercrombie now and get her takeaways uh, from this week's episode. So All go right. ahead, Dana. I thought, okay. um, basically, stay with me. This reminded me of Harry Potter. And I say this because you know how everyone, you're in school, you're learning your lessons, and then by the tail end of Harry Potter, you have to go off in the streets and learn everything that you did from the class, and you have to take it out and put it into what's going on in your life and how you operate and move in the streets. So remember when Harry Potter, when the school got shut down and they were looking for Voldemort and they had to actually physically go out there in the world and found all the horror courses or whatever you call it. This is what this was. Remember, there is no lesson of the day technically because Carrie is dead, but it started out with a dream sequence or a nightmare sequence with uh, Tariq uh, basically going into class and Lorenzo Tate, or just Tate, writing down, is there any such thing as a fair fight? Question mark. And there we would see um, Jabari. We also saw Proctor, which, by the way, he didn't know Proctor was dead. So that was really interesting. He was like, oh, you're here? What? Um, we saw Kanan, Reyna, Lakeisha, Ray Ray, Carrie, and Ghost, technically on the phone, because I think he had a falling out. Point, point is, is that one of the things that Jabari said was, I would love to hear your take because you you never play a fair game with anyone. So it's all of the ghost of Tariq's past on how he may have directly or indirectly have been involved with their murder and how they weren't given a chance at a fair fight. Look at all of the trails that you've left behind. And so Tariq maybe at this point is reevaluating everything about what he was able to do and what he has done and the things that his father has done and really decide who he wants to be as a person, as a man, or even as his legacy in general. And we see a couple things that he does that 
I feel really separates him from Ghost and really wants people to go out there and to live. The main purpose is to live. You have the first thing was um, Yasmin. Yasmin and the adoption. And, you know, he you could easily see he wanted to go in there and be like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to fight for you, whatever. He realized he didn't want to disturb whatever peace Yasmin could have in the future. Whether or not they end up finding each other later when he's a grown man and, you know, Yasmin is 18, we don't know. But he wants to step out of her life and understand that stepping out of her life could give her a future. And he didn't go barging in there. And he purposely made that decision and that choice for him so that Yasmin can go out in the world and have that fair fight. She won't be connected with the past. Remember, her name is being changed completely. She won't have those burdens that, say, Ghost or Tariq is carrying. Oh, you're the daughter of Ghost. Because remember, every time they meet, if someone meets Tariq, you're the son of Ghost. He doesn't want that for her. So he wants her to go out there and be able to play this game of life on a more equal playing field, the playing ground, or whatever you want to call it. Another thing that was really interesting was... um Zeke's birth certificate. This was a big thing where we, you know what, he was just concerned about the NAACP finding out his age. Lorenzo was the one who leaked. Oh, no, I'm going to go back to that. I'm going to put a pen on that because I have a thought about that. But the point is the leakage came out that he was older than what he actually is, four years older. And we all seen the memes on Twitter, which was hilarious. But this already doesn't give Zeke a fair chance at anything he's already deemed a liar and as i said the nba probably don't want to touch him at this moment and this was all something that he wasn't responsible of this wasn't something that he was like you know ma we should do this and fake my age this was something that he knew nothing about aside from what 24 hours ago so he wasn't given that fair chance and he wasn't given a fair fight and what he was going through another thing that was really interesting was going back with Lorenzo, um, not Lorenzo, sorry, going back with Mecca, or Mecca Dante, as it is, the biggest informer of all of New York State, or the world, apparently, where the feds were, like, even concerned about him. Um, what was interesting is that he isn't giving anyone any kind of, of fair playing ground as well, because he is the big snitch of everything. But what was really interesting about him for this episode was I saw a little bit of fear in him. Once Tariq was like, oh, you're Dante, full name, I can't remember, but you're you're that Dante who's the, basically the snitch. You're responsible for everything. You know, if you kill me, I'm going to just release all of this. You know, so decide what it was. And for that moment, he hesitated, he really thought about it, and he hesitated. And I was like, oh, he got him. And even though, you know, he got the two, he, he said that they have to have work out that deal and, and then he'll give him the $2 million. He wasn't so big and bad at that moment. So his weakness is actually his past, which I thought was really interesting. I thought that he coming into this didn't really have any weakness. He was impenetrable with everything. And then you see him like just in fear of people realizing who he actually is because that would bring upon all of it everything against him all of new york state will be coming after him because he put so many people in jail um so that was really interesting and kind of one thing that was really um lorenzo that i wanted to put a pen on 
I believe we had the whole thing about, remember there was the shootout that happened, the, the drive-by. That was the most tackiest drive-by I've ever seen. It was incredibly slow. No one was aiming correctly. You know, it was just really tacky and random. And I felt, I'm pretty sure every, everyone else felt, I don't really know if that was really Lorenzo. And as she kept saying, oh, look, Lorenzo set you up. Lorenzo set you up. Mary or Monet has not been playing a fair game at all from season one and season two. She's always had to have that control power. I don't think that was him. I don't think that was Lorenzo. Um, at the same time, um, I really believe that that could have either been uh, Monet or randomly, what if it was Mecca who set that up to make it be like, oh yeah, we're going to have to kill uh, Lorenzo. But the way how Monet at the end was so adamant that you know Lorenzo has to die, I really feel that it was probably Monet. So then you can, in a way, say that it, you can compare it to the other ghost. Because remember when Tasha went to Tariq, we got to kill your father, that whole situation? We don't know the conversation that Monet and Kane had when they were in that apartment waiting for Mecca to return. So that could have been another really interesting dynamic there. Also, the whole situation with Lauren and Effie. It was really sad because Tariq the whole time was trying to protect Lauren, no matter what, even though what she did was wrong. And he wanted to give her a fair chance. She got in way over her head and he wanted that fair chance for her. But as when Effie showed up, I thought it was Kane at first. But when Effie showed up, I just kind of knew it was the end. But here was the thing I don't really know. If she's dead, dead. Effie, it's easy to talk a really big game. But I don't know if she's able to pull the trigger. I don't know what happened there. And even though she left really, really, she was really sad in that bed. And you can easily make the conclusion that she killed Lauren. What happens if she couldn't? What happens if she realized within herself that she couldn't kill her? And that's also another part of sadness of realizing I could have killed this girl. I think that you can dislike someone, but now you, you don't want her dead, dead. You know, we can all talk a good game about, oh, yeah, now I pop him in the chest three times. And then you sit there with the gun and you're like, I don't know if I can do this. So that was that really left it open in it. So I don't know what's happening in that situation. And really, lastly, Braden came into his own on this episode because we all saw Braden before. He had the big mouth and, yeah, let's go rob people. Yeah, pew, pew, pew. That was fun. I'm getting high. And. You know, he realized that this is way more serious than what he's seen in movies or TV shows or what he had learned from his black friends and what he sees about black culture or whatever culture, just in general. You know, oh, I can be that big, bad gangster, but when he has to actually kill someone, he can't do it. And maybe this will have Braden realize, I don't want to be a part of this game anymore. And he may be stepping back from the whole situation in the upcoming season. I mean, it's, it's, it's something to really think about because when it was time to actually kill someone, he was like, what? Really? No. So I really think that, you know, he is realizing what the, the heaviness of his actions are and how the consequences you have to actually start partaking in the consequences and he doesn't want that so he will probably i maybe take a step back so this was like my top so far 
Can I uh, make a quick comment before you yeah. go, Gary? Yeah, you can. Let me just say, exceptional takeaways, Dana. Now we know why you are the entertainment editor extraordinaire. So continue, Gary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> yep, because the, the way the way you tied up everything about the fair fight that that's that was fantastic. I just want to make that comment. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and um, I liked your your take on Effie as well. Uh, with you saying, you know, um, it's very open-ended and, you know, we don't know if she actually has it in there to go through with that, you know, cold-hearted murder, you know, of Lauren. Um, and we're going to talk because about it, that in a little bit. Also, so. just really, really yeah, quickly, if you look at something, I remember how she said, oh, when it was questioning her with Tariq and the relationship, remember with Kane? He's like, oh, so yeah. you're like, in just not verbatim, but like, oh, you're booed up now. I'm like, no, I don't have feelings for anyone. You realize that she's lying to herself. Yeah. And 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 she's getting in you would say too deep and she's forming emotions. And she's forming emotions just in general. So even that could, in- could include Lauren. Cuz at the end of the day, all that said, she's a person. You're it's an actual human being. So that you know, emotions can sometimes override a lot of things. Yeah. And you you can see just by, you know, looking at her, she has a lot of like internal conflict within her and I think there's still a lot we don't know about her as well but uh, we are seeing you know more of her as the story plays out so uh, hopefully you know maybe there'll be some 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 shocking revelations about her coming up soon who knows but uh, yeah we, we, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about you know Effie and Lauren in a little bit but um, I am going to go ahead with uh, my takeaways here now uh, before we get to you know our, our questions and uh, discussions so Firstly, um, I just want to say that I enjoyed, you know, the whole uh, the scene where Jenny was speaking to Brayden and um, and Trace and and everything, and like I like how they set that up um, with you know uh, the possibility of Brayden having to testify against Tariq, but then Trace also, you know, stepping in and basically giving up everything he knows and what, what they did with Kane and, and everything like that. So he gave, he gave Jenny all that fresh new information that she didn't know um, that she can now use in the trial to tie everything together. And, you know, uh, Trace, he, he's, he, he, he held no punches. He was just like free flowing and, you know, Braden was trying to, shut him up but he just kept going and um you know that was an interesting dynamic to watch and i want to see how much we 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 see that dynamic play out in the finale um it's building a lot of tension going into that episode because now we don't know if brayden's going to be the one to take the stand or if trace will and if trace does then we know he he probably you know won't hold back unless they find some way to to get to him ahead of time i don't know but we're going to have to wait and see if that, if that happens. But yeah, if he gets on the stand, it's likely to be, you know, a disaster um, for Tariq and Kane possibly. So um, they, they, they have to try and do everything they can to make that not happen. Now, if Braden gets up there, you know, he could cover for Tariq, but, you know, like, like Rich said, there's now a lot of, you know, tension in that relationship. There's a lot of friction because, you have the Mayor Sweeney picture out there and we could see like the, we could see that backlash come out next week, you know, ahead of the trial. 
And if if that happens, you know, Braden is going to be very upset about, you know, how his family is being perceived in the public. And he's going to know that it was all Tariq's fault. And then also, you know, Tariq burdened, burdened him with, you know, the whole Lauren thing as well. Like he put that on Braden, like you've got to be the one to take care of her, you know, and then um, and then obviously Effie shows up and does what she does. Um, but, you know, just putting that kind of pressure on on Braden, you know, is that was a lot as well, you know, um, and obviously it was Kane as well. You know, Kane was involved with that, but all of that pressure together on, on Braden. And then you have the drug situation like Rich, you know, like you two brought up, like the drugs going missing. Um, so that is likely to be a point of tension as well um, in, in their relationship. Um, so yeah, uh, a lot can, can go on with, you know, with their friendship and what Braden's perspective might be when he goes on the stand, you know, whether he wants to hurt uh, Tariq or help him. So yeah, now we've got that to look forward to, to see how that is going to play out because he could also, you know, he could also flip on Kane as well if he wants to. And then, you know, Kane could be the one to kind of take the rap for everything, but we, we have to wait and see how that happens. Um, and also, you know, I'm wondering if um, I'm wondering if it's going to be Tariq and Effie specifically who might find out um, about the drugs being missing. Um, and the reason, you know, I'm wondering about the possibility of Effie finding out is because that, you know, if she is able to figure out or if Tariq is able to figure out that it was Diana who um, who orchestrated this, that could, you know, that could lead up to a moment between Effie and Diana because they were, you know, they were getting close. They were like getting friendly together earlier in the season. So, and we know that both of these women, women are kind of like love interests or the main love interests of Tariq at this moment. So, you know, then it could set up like a, you know, a scene where those two kind of confront each other um, you know, over Tariq and about the drugs as well. So I'm wondering, you know, if, if they might go in that direction. Uh, maybe it will happen, maybe not, but, you know, we'll see. Um, and I enjoy, I really enjoyed the revelations about Mecca and his character because throughout this season, he's been a very kind of mis mysterious figure. Um, you know, we've seen we've seen the whole, we, we saw him introduced as like the plug and everything. And then we saw the whole setup of him actually being from Monet's past, you know, her previous lover. And then we found out about him being Zeke's father, you know, so there's been a lot of like little things revealed about him, but he still had like a mysterious aura around him. And now, you know, in this episode, we find out he has a, a very rich history um, you know, as uh, an ex-military, you know, informant, basically. Um, so, yeah, and, and it seems like he's very well connected as well, because if he's able to agree to get Tariq $2 million, you know, just like that, um, then, you know, he must have some pretty deep connections, you know. So um, I liked that, you know, we, we, we kind of saw, we kind of found out a bit more about Mecca and his character, and I'm wondering how they're going to play that card now, now that they've set all of that up. Um, and now, you know, we have the situation with, with uh, Monet. Um, I do wish we would have, we would have seen um, 
you know, the moment Monet, I guess she puts two and two together in her head at some point, but I was expecting more of like a, you know, a big uh, lead up or revelation into her finding out, you know, but, but yeah, I guess like maybe the, the, when the shootout happened, I think Monet had a moment of like, you know, this guy, he, he's no, not telling me something. The picture? Yeah, remember when she was like, well, send me guy. Yeah, 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 I know that, I know that, but like, it, it, even before that moment, it kind of seemed like she put two and two together. It was like, because it was like very yeah. casual. It seemed very casual that she's just well, like, oh, send me a picture of this dude. So, so basically, like, yeah, basically what you're saying is you wanted to see her reaction as soon as yeah. you saw, oh, he, oh, he is the connect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I, and, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if it's because they he, want us he wanted to believe to tell that. <laughs> I don't know if it's because they wanted us to believe that she she you know figured it out preemptively or some, or something, but yeah, I was expecting like more of a, a sh- like an actual reaction of like oh okay yeah this is him so it's the same person but yeah it just kind of ends with her being at his apartment with Kane and you know uh, but but still you know it's still interesting though because now I want to know where it's going next. Because, you know, now we have the setup of, you know, um, she wants him to kill Lorenzo and Kane has actually agreed to this. So um, and then, you know, like Dana said, they could have actually, you know, Monet and Kane could have actually spoke to each other, you know, while Me- before Mecca showed up and they could have their own plan of what they want that, to happen. So see. It, 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 I don't want to cut you off. I just want to say that. And that, that's why it adds to the intrigue of what's going to happen next week, because you saw when Mecca spoke with them at the end and they were just like, yeah, yeah, we're hundred percent on board with your plan. Yeah. It's like you, Mecca cannot be just believe a hundred. No, obviously we know that he sprung on Monet. Maybe he would think she, he would, she would never ever do anything to harm him. But uh, after what happened with Kane in in the previous episode, I mean, you need to be a little cautious with with, with uh, this family, but we'll find out what happens next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. Like, I, I feel like there's a bit of like they're 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 all playing each other at this point. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like Monet and Kane have a plan, and I feel like Mecca has some sort of backup plan also. So, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what the resolution of that will be. Um, so I, I just want to go into, you know, something uh, a, l- a little more here. But, you know, I'm going to use Mecca as like the lead in. So, you know, we saw that Mecca, you know, he he has an ex-military background. Um, he's able to secure two two million dollars out of nowhere, you know, through his connections. Um, he, you know, he's been able to get all these drugs and everything and, and buy all these like clothes and and. He's able to uh, tell Monet, look, I want to move you and your entire family somewhere else. We can go live in paradise together. He's able to make all these moves possible, right? So I just want to say that it was great to see that they tied his history also into previous events of power with the whole Lobo thing. We saw the moment where uh, where he, you know, he, he tells Tariq, you know, if you ever see your father, you know, in, in the afterlife, give him my thanks because, you know, it's, it's, it's because of him killing Lobos, why I was never revealed as the informant, you know. So there's all these references to to the history of power and ghosts specifically. 
at the top of the show, you know, we see, you know, all these characters come back, Proctor and everyone. Uh, we see all the ghosts of these dead people. You know, there's one ghost we don't see, though. Um, but instead, we see a phone call, you know. And <laughs> so I just want to say that throughout this entire season of Power Book 2 Ghosts, I feel like, you know, they are starting to really, really tease the whole ghost thing, the whole, you know, Omari is he going to show up as a ghost thing. Um, and it's reaching a boiling point now uh, for me. And I feel like, you know, the fans are buzzing so much about this that at some point, you know, like all of these teasers, are they going somewhere? Are you going to do something with it? Are you going to like do something major with it? Um, you know, where is the payoff of all this teasing going to go? You know, like Ghost is Ghost set up all of these different plans for for Yaz and Tariq and all this stuff, like in case this happens, do this and you know, all that stuff, like all of these references to what Ghost has done in this season, you know, it's reaching a boiling point now. And I'm like, you know, are they going somewhere with this? So you know, there's been a lot of talk online about this. You know, the the uh, the fan base is buzzing. People are hitting me up like, oh, Ghost is alive, yo. He, he's definitely alive. Like, there's no way he's dead. And then I'm seeing, you know, Rich actually sent me, uh, he sent me some videos of Michael Rainey Jr. and of Courtney Kemp saying that, no, he's definitely dead. He's never coming back, right? But the teasers continue regardless of this. You know, they, they keep referencing the character and when you keep referencing the character it's only going to make people want to see him more and it's only going to make people think he's still alive like they're, they're setting up something here you know um so i want to say that i officially think ghost is alive and i think we are going to see him in the future of power book to ghost and i am omari's new manager as you see so we are going to get ghost <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've joined. I've joined the Ghost is Alive cult officially, so I am here now. Go, ghost is alive. So uh, I, 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 I want to make a comment on this. But Dana, Dana, do you? Would you like to make a comment first? Because yeah, you might have something to say. Yeah, go ahead, Dana. I, I do not know this man, y'all. I have never met him before in my life. He's delusion. <laughs> ghost is dead. Let him stay dead. We don't need ghosts. This is a Tariq show. I think it finally is him coming out into his own. There's literally no reason for the ghost of ghosts to even make an appearance. It doesn't make any sense. And, you know, it, it, just, it would be so bad. It would undermine everything that Tariq has done. Him growing into his own person, even if that person was a poopy person, him growing into his own person, be, you know, forming these relationships and, and these fallouts with River, what? Go back and be dead. And what to do what? To do what exactly? Tell Tariq what to do? He didn't listen when he was alive, alive. Why is he going to listen when he thought he was dead and then now he's alive? It makes no point whatsoever. And, like, what fan service is that? Yay, we've seen ghosts. And then what? It, t it takes away everything. So, no, I don't want to see him. Let him stay dead. And they keep playing him. They put him on the phone. I don't even think, like, this is pure disrespect. He doesn't want to be there. I don't think he wants to be there. Did he and Courtney even have a falling out? Because it feels like a falling out thing. I'm getting yes. Sex in the City vibes. He's Samantha so, at this point. So, so Go ahead, Rich. that that's that's possible. 
let, let me start by saying, let me reference Mr. Michael Rainey Jr. as Tariq. In the last episode of season one, he says to Monet, ghosts never die. Well, that statement needs to be edited because ghosts never die unless your name is Amari Hardwick, apparently, because the character cannot make an appearance at all. And this episode, and this is this why I asked before you started recording, if this was going to be a, big, a little bit longer of a discussion. Um, I think it stands out like a sore thumb when you don't have him appear in this scene, because once again, let's go back to Michael Rainey Jr. in the video I sent you, Gary, where he said, Ghost is dead. People watch this show. This, this is a real show. People don't come back to life in this episode. This episode, you see people that are dead. They come back in a dream sequence. So that's why I question, you mean to tell me that, that Ghost cannot make a cameo appearance? I'm pretty sure people are going to be talking about Proctor. Hey, Proctor was in this episode? Because it, it, it's a cool moment to see some of the characters now. Jabari, don't really care about that character, but I did laugh to see him again. But um, just to see them come back, and these are all people that Tariq harmed. Either he got them killed or he killed them directly. So it kind of stands out to like a sore thumb if his father is not there. So I, I, I think people are definitely going to be talking about that. But in terms of if Ghost is dead, I feel like for, for right now, yes, Ghost is dead. Now, if the show goes in a decline and then you have the Empire showrunner take over, Courtney Kemp yeah. decides, I'm going to, you know, obviously she, she has the Netflix deal. She may go on to do work on that stuff and she does not want to have too much creative control, then they can bring him back. And to answer the question that Dana said, what is the point of bringing Ghost back? Well, in my opinion, if I was doing this show, I would bring Ghost back, have it be the final season, and have the final season be between Ghost and Tariq. And he literally has to basically take him out, or vice versa. Because one thing we do know about Amari Hardwick, when the show ended, he has had countless interviews where he said, I think that power should have gotten the seventh season. He said that multiple times. He wasn't ready to get rid of the character because there's a lot we still didn't know about the character's backstory. So I understand the, the, that there's definitely going to be people talking about this stuff. But yeah, for, 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 for the moment, it should focus on Tariq. But if, if they want us to focus on Tariq, it needs to focus on Tariq. I, I don't want to see all of these references about ghosts. We, we saw a ghost mentioned multiple times throughout the season. Yes, this is the son of ghosts. He has to get out of his father's shadow. I understand that. But at some point, I don't want to hear anything else about ghosts. I want to focus on Tariq. So they need to get away from that because, again, as people writing the show, they 100% know what they're doing. They're teasing that this is a possibility that this character is still around in some capacity. And I think that when you do that, you open up the audience to believe, oh, well, it is possible that he could come back. So they can't make these excuses like, oh, no, he's dead. Why are people talking crazy? You are the guys, you, y'all are people writing the show. So you know what, what you're doing when you write this stuff. So that's all I was going to say on it. But uh, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, no, I, I do believe that Ghost is dead. No. Um, we'll say what? I think you cut out Dana. What did you say? Writers, writers are known to purposely mislead the audience. Look at the mm -hmm. whole situation with WandaVision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's true. No, he's dead, dead. Let him stay dead. We don't need him. Go away. He has the zombie movie thing. Let him be a zombie. He I, dead, I, not too. 
Yeah, he Good is Lord. dead in that. But but I I I haven't seen him making anything outside of that, and and pursuing a rap career. I haven't seen Omari Harwick do oh. uh, much else. Um, so we'll see what happens. But no, I agree, Dana. He's if he cool. if if he's dead, he should stay gone. I just don't like when they have scenes like that opening scene, which was cool to see all these characters come back. Name. And again, all of these characters, Tariq either got them killed or killed them. But ghost, but you can't get Omari to show up for a quick second. That would have just it's blew the, people the Samantha away. Samantha situation. No. No. Something okay. happened. It was a fight. And look, oh, yeah. he's, he got two movies coming out. Yeah. Okay. Well, go ahead. I want to say one thing on that, right? Like, they could have easily written that scene without no phone or no phone call or nothing. Like, they, yeah. just, they yeah. just kept the actors that were, that were in there, like the people... Who are already dead in there? Like they didn't have to even mention Ghost. Well, 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 yeah, because and, and I will give a shout out to to, uh, to Esther Negron because she made a comment. Uh, you know, when 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 the whole thing went down with Tariq, I mean, it was a couple, a couple people made comments on, on this on the, the the show. When we saw Tariq in season six, that last episode was his point of view of how he looked and viewed ghosts. So, in my opinion. If he does not care about ghosts, we don't even need we we didn't need to have the phone call. None of that. Just make him completely ignore him because he he's 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 dead to me. Like as Dana Dana, you say, uh, when something is dead, it's you, you know it's completely off the table. He's dead. He's he's dead to Tariq, so shouldn't even bother mentioning him at all in that scene. But I get it. I get it. But no, continue because I don't want to go too off the rails. I, I just I, I feel people are going to be talking about that for sure after they watch this episode. But continue. Yeah, and and one last thing before I let Dana have the final word as well. We we never saw Ghost Body, um, you know, when he was dead. So yeah. that just it just opens it up to a possibility. And <laughs> like, like you said, Rich, I could totally see the the last season of Ghost. You know, um, pa- uh, Power Book Two Ghost is revealed. He is alive and he comes back, and then you know, we get this this super gangster built-up version of Tariq after five seasons. And he, <laughs> yeah. has to finally, he has to finally face his dad. You know, he's like the end boss, the final end boss. Yeah, the final boss. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I could totally see that um, happening. And, you know, if you have a man like Mecca around who's able to pull off all these miracles, I think it's possible someone in this universe could, could uh, fake their death. So... Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just want to say that. Um, but yeah, go go ahead, Dana. Would you want to say? He is dead. Let him stay dead. Even if he is alive, he is dead to Tariq, and Tariq is dead to him. Let him go and live his best life. There's no reason again for him to come back at all. And even though we've seen the body, we have questions and we don't know everything that ever that fully happened. That's okay. And also bringing up the whole Tariq thing and how remember how we left on they said it was Tariq's point of view, right? There's a part of him that yeah, he wishes he could just that last phone call with your dad. Or maybe you remember some missed messages from your dad that you never got and it manifests itself into nightmares and dreams. That's okay. But I don't have to physically see you anymore and to learn that you're actually alive. It doesn't, I don't want him back. And he's starring in a, in a movie with Jennifer Lopez. I don't know when it's coming out, but it's, it's in the future for him. So let him go and, and be in the movie with little J-Lo. Wow. J-Lo, huh? Okay. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, that that's what's great about, you know, art and storytelling. There's like so many ways to look at things. And I appreciate, you know, the way you just explained that, Dana, because that, that could totally be the case, you know, where Tariq, you know, he has this deep longing to where he wishes, you know, he, he had a better relationship with his father and everything. So, and that could manifest itself in a dream. So I could totally see that spin on it too. You know, I'm not saying that that's completely wrong, but I'm just going to say that, you know, I would love the version where Ghost is alive. So that that's that's all I'm saying. You know. <laughs> In a way, he acted how to how Ghost should have acted towards Tariq when Tariq walked away from Yasmin. Even though Tariq was a little poop head and was gonna get in trouble regardless, Ghost still tried to show him some things, and so did Tasha. And because of that. He was able to build the foundation of where he is at today, where he kind of screwed up. He's still alive. There's still an opportunity for him to do better. But this was not the life that neither Tariq, oh my God, sorry, that neither Tariq nor um, Tasha wanted for him. So he was able to do that and then give them, give Yasmin what he probably in his heart now looking back maybe somewhat wish that they would have given him. So they. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Um, so I, I definitely want the people out there listening to chime in on that. Cause I know, you know, everybody is buzzing about this. You know, I've seen so many posts about it, you know, in groups and on, on IG and on Twitter, you know, so many people are talking about it. So definitely chime in last know what you think. You know, is Ghost alive? Will we see Omari again in power, you know, when there's a new showrunner? You know, let us know what you think. Um, but, yeah, we're going to move on and get to our uh, questions and discussion segment. Uh, I just want to hit you with a reminder to, to definitely, you know, hit the like button and consider subscribing if you're enjoying the content. We have a lot coming up. You know, we've got uh, Power Book for Force coming next week. So we, we're going to be covering that show as well. Uh, for the next few weeks. And then uh, we have Snowfall and, you know, we have a lot of like movie reviews coming, you know, Uncharted, the Batman, you know, so there's a lot of like great content, um, things of that nature coming up. So yeah, go ahead, Dana. Just jumping off of that, we will have the, the whole power force um, situation at the press conference. They're doing the television critics association that is going to be on February 6th of that information and it'll be a really lively discussion about force because some people we can say legally have seen it and, and they will have opinions mm. oh. can't wait for those opinions but yeah so definitely you know check out the channel we have we, we cover many different things you know so um consider subscribing and definitely engage with the content you know if you enjoy it to let us know that you are enjoying it and that we need to do more of that. Um, so let's dive right into our questions and discussions uh, segment now. So I mentioned just now how, you know, we didn't see Ghost's body, um, so he could totally still be alive, possibly. Now, in this episode, we didn't see Lauren's body. We didn't see her actually pass away. And, you know, Dana spoke about this with our Effie. Um, she might not have had it in her to, you know, actually go through with her plan of, you know, getting rid of uh, Lauren. So the, the question is basically, do you actually think she was, you know, killed? Do you think Effie killed her 
or um, you know, do you think there's a possibility Lauren might actually return later on? So um, I guess I'll go to you first, Dana, since you were talking about Effie a little bit already. So here's here's the thing: I don't think Lauren, given the circumstances that's been involved, wants to return. I think that if she is alive, she's been so scared straight with the whole situation that there's no reason for her to return. Carrie is dead, and she blames herself for that as well. And if you look at it, the conversations that she had was basically, oh, Carrie is dead, so that means you're going to be next. She knows that what she did was incriminate not just Tariq, but also Kane. And I'm pretty sure, you know, through some Google searches, something of which will go down in another episode, she's going to realize who Kane actually is. She knows who he is in terms of, oh, he's a drug dealer. But the, the weight and the scarenessness that Brayden had and then the other ones had um, about Kane will probably keep her away. Um, if she is dead, rest in peace. But I think that it would be better that she is alive but in a way, and gone. And it really reflects on Effie. And it'll show that Effie still is not, not to say still she's not able to kill people, but there is actually an innocent, and a, I don't want to say weak, but there is an innocent side to her that she has not lost. And that would be really great if she's not able to kill Lauren. There's a piece of humanity that's still in there. Because it was an interesting question that Braden had with um, Effie when he said, you know, how can we balance be doing what we do that's immoral, that's unmoral with morality? How can we be good, bad people? We're selling drugs, but we're still, we have that moral compass. And that conversation could have easily been something that Effie was really paying attention to and why she didn't kill Lauren. Can we have that balance of we are drug people and, and you know, we do bad things, but at the same time, we're not going to just go out there and start randomly kill, killing people, even though they may deserve it in that situation. And they may be a snitch in that situation. They don't deserve to die. So if she's able to scare her off, bop her in the head, drive her to some type of secluded location, maybe the bus stop, remember the bus stop was up the mile, was up the street or something, a mile away, maybe that's what really happened. And so I don't, I don't want to see Lauren back again in general, just in period, because she doesn't learn a lesson. She really should have not been there and she should have been, she should have left when her parents were there. Like, why didn't they take her home? Why would you send her back onto the same campus? Which, you know, forget the, the situation which she's involved with, with Tariq. There, this seems to be like a big drug den in the whole college situation. And, you know, you don't want your big old time Harvards and Yales looking at that. So go somebody else's school. Homeschooler. They have money. Um, so, yeah, just overall, I don't want to see her. But I don't, I don't know if she's dead. I really hope she's not dead because that means that Effie, it really, you know, plays with whether or not we can be moral and still good people. Yeah, good points. And I guess another point just to add on to that as well is like whether she is alive or dead, there, there are going to be consequences behind her disappearance, I think. Like, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, either, you know, Tariq is probably going to want to make sure that, you know, the plan was followed and that she's okay at some point, you know, because uh, he believes Brayden, you know, took her away somewhere um and you know if she's dead that means you know her parents are eventually going to be like you know wondering 
uh, what was going on. And that's going to, you know, spawn some kind of investigation or something, you know, into her disappearance. Um, so, Rich, what would you think of that? You know, what, uh, is she dead? And or do you think we might actually see this character again someday? All right. So <clears throat> first and foremost, I think Dana made a very good point about, uh, you know, we saw that she was obviously disturbed by what happened. And, and, and that reaction, it, 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 could, it could have, it could have, it could have, it could have pretty much been what you, what you thought it was. But um, it, it is, it is, it is confusing to a degree because um, I, I, I feel like, you know, in that, in that situation, you have to believe that she probably did go through with, go through with something. Um, you made the point, Gary, that, you know, if, um, if it was a situation where she goes missing that, I mean, I, I still think the parents will still, I mean, whether she's killed or not, the parents are still going to be looking for her. So it still raises suspicion on what happened to her. So if it was a situation where Effie just kidnapped her and has her stash somewhere, that's still a bad look for what could happen with Tariq later in this case. Um, obviously if she gets killed, it's a lot worse. But I, I kind of feel like I, either way, it brings a, a lot of unwanted attention to the case right now because Tariq is not trying to, you know, be in a situation where he's getting himself in trouble. So we'll have to see how that plays out because it's hard to tell where they're going to go with it. But um, we just have to see um, which direction they're going to take because, because again, if she, she felt very guilty when she got in that bed. That's why I was like, OK, so something did happen. And I guess we'll finally get that answer next week. Yeah. Yeah, I do think uh, we, we probably will get the answer. And yeah, hopefully uh, we will get the, like, the answer in the finale and we won't have to wait too long. But um, Dana, was you going to say something else on that? No, I just really wanted to say, you know, one of the last things that, that Braden said, you know, was... you during that whole dilemma that he she was telling Effie was that um, um, I could break my promise um, and become the person I never thought I would become. Effie never really, if you really looked at Effie, Effie's intelligent, is very intelligent, but she doesn't give across that cold killerness like say Kane does. Like, I don't care. I'm going to just kill you anyway. Kane actually, to me, feels like he will just kill you and that's it and go on with the rest of his day. Um, but that one thing, and she talked about, you know, you already made your decision. All you have to do is act upon it. And if you looked at how Effie was, she was very determined. She got out of that car. She knocked Lauren in the head. She dragged her into the car and drove away. She didn't say anything. That whole thing with Brayden, Brayden was the one who was pleading and was begging, and so was Lauren. Effie didn't say anything. And she came out that car with such determination that – I think it was during that speech she knew that she couldn't, she wasn't going to kill her. And she, cause Brayden was the one who was saying, yeah, I have to do this. And she's not stupid. She can figure out that it was Brayden who was probably the one who was going to pick up, um, Lauren anyway, because <laughs> Tariq and his whole situation. So that's how she, because how else would she have known exactly where he was driving? Yeah. So. Yeah, and and there will be people also who say that um, you know if if Effie was serious about killing her, she would have just shot her in that moment instead of That's punching her. So, 
you know, that's, yeah, that's another thing to note. So um, there's, there's definitely some possibility that Lauren is not there. So uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what they're going to do with that. But um, so let's get to uh, the next question. And this one is, is going to be a fun one. I'm really interested to see, you know, what, what you guys think of this. Um, it's a very kind of open question, but there's, you know, it's, it's going to, uh, it's going to help us uh, think about, you know, some possibilities in the future of the show and everything. So um, we saw the scene, you know, with Tariq and Mecca, they finally come face to face. Um, and, you know, Tariq has the bag with, you know, all the information and documentation on Mecca. Um, and he can expose him for being, you know, this huge ex-military informant. And, you know, he could set, you know, uh, a bunch of wolves, wolves on Mecca, basically, by revealing this information, right? And his terms to Mecca are to send me $2 million in an offshore account or whatever, you know, that I can control or access at some point. So I wanted to ask you guys, you know, what do you think Tariq would, would do if he if he gets access to this $2 million? I mean, of course, you know, he has to sell his legal fees. That's something. But beyond that, you know, what do you think Tariq would do if he gets that money from Mecca? And, and will he get the money as well? We'll, you know, we'll add that onto the question as well. So uh, I'm going to go to you first, Dana. What do you think of that? Yes, man. He's going to take his little cut so that he can pay off McLean. He's going to go and give it to Yasmin and set up some type of trust thing um, secretly through either the dude from the Cosby show or McLean. And that's how Yasmin is going to get some of the money. Yeah, yeah, I do think he he will definitely uh you know look out for for Yasmin because she's like one his his biggest priority now I guess um, his biggest and also also yeah, I think but... McLean has the backup so for remember he was sending he was snapping pictures and sending out information and the whole thing with McLean like who is that guy and he was like breaking it down who he actually is I think they also set up some kind of backup plan so remember like if I die it'll still go all out. I think McLean is also the backup plan. It's like, hey, hold on to this. I'm going to get you your money. I figured out how. Hee <laughs> hee. And and that's also it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, Tariq, because um, obviously the whole reason he's decided to stay in school is because he wants to get access to, um, you know, to to ghosts, um, you know, um, assets and everything that he left behind. But obviously there's an obstacle because he has to graduate first before he can get access to those funds. So, you know, if he gets the $2 million, you know, um, that opens up a lot of doors for him because, you know, like we mentioned before, he can look after Yaz, he can make sure she's good and everything. Um, you know, he can settle any, any outstanding, you know, um, invoices with Davis McLean, you know, um, he can get himself a car so he's not walking everywhere, you know, but he, it, it also gives him some financial security a little bit um, to where, you know, he wouldn't have to feel so pressured to because because he keeps he keeps running into this wall of I need money. I need to sell drugs, you know, like I need to get, you know, a, a big sum of drugs from from, you know, the, whoever the plug is at that moment you know, or from Kane or whoever. So he keeps hitting that wall. So it's like if he has the two million dollars, you know, he can um he can do something to where he he doesn't have to rely on that. And um, and that's why I think he he might not get it 
you know, I think there might be some obstacle. Obviously, Mecha might even end up dying in the next episode and that will cancel it out completely, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I like, I think it, it, it would be too convenient if you, if you guess that. So, um, but Rich, oh, go ahead, Dana, you had something to add. No, just really quickly, maybe it's time for him to leave school. Yeah, maybe yeah. That, he could just things. stop and leave. I mean, he got his teachers killed and everything else, so maybe it's time for him to go. Yeah, maybe, maybe the show leaves the camp. Well, I don't know about that, but but yeah, I mean, it's it's a possibility uh, that, you know, maybe. I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But, um, Rich, do you have anything, any thoughts on that topic? Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, Dana hit it on the head. I think that that money is basically going to get saved for Yaz in some some way, shape, or form. Uh, we know, obviously, that um, the family lawyer knows where she's at. So I think that he would prioritize to at least leave her some money. I mean, obviously, he's accepted the fact that he's not going to interfere, but just set her up some money so that she has something in the event that she needs it further down the road. But um, I think that's more most more, more likely what his goal is, because this entire season, he's been trying to look out for his sister. So it makes sense that that would be a reason that you can, even though you physically can't see her, you can at least leave her some money behind. Yeah. Yeah, she 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 has to be like the first you know person he thinks about. Um, so, yeah, you know um, that's that's definitely and and I like how they had that scene as well where he uh, he actually goes to see her, like you know he sees her with the new family. Um, um, so there was people saying that they think she's with Ghost. So like they debunked that completely. He's she she is actually with a family, you know, a new family. And I like that moment where he gets out of the car. Uh, and shouts to Michael Rainey Jr. You know, but he he goes. He looks like he's gonna go right to the front door and knock, but instead he just looks and he sees she's happy and everything, and he's like, "Okay, I can let her go because you know, me me showing up might do more harm than good uh, at this moment." So I like that you know moment that he had there, uh, but I do think he still wants to make sure she is going to be you know good forever. So if he gets access to that kind of money, he's definitely gonna think of her. Um, but yeah, I definitely chime in people as well, you know, on that one, because uh, I want to see, you know, some more theories about what may happen if, if, if he does get access to that. Um, so yeah. Um, one more thing before we, uh, before we get to Monet and current everyone, um, are they, do you think they are eventually going to set up? a Tariq versus Brayden scenario that is similar to Ghost and Tommy, you know, because we know that those two had a lot of conflict in the past in power, you know, um, so do you ever see them set, like, go? They, I mean, they've kind of teased it already, but do you think they will go, you know, full steam ahead with a Brayden and Tariq rivalry in this show? And will we start to see it maybe after next week's finale? You know, maybe it will be a theme of the third season. So uh, what do you think about that, Rich? Yeah, I think that's definitely going to be one of the storylines going into season three, uh, basically about the backlash of the Sweeney fo- photo and how it impacts the family. Um, I think that it, they cannot have, they can't tell that full story in one episode. So that I think will definitely be one of the main things you'll see going into the next season. 
And then we also recall that um, in this season, they had a scene where Braden basically signed over himself as the CEO or the basically he, he is the owner of, of, of the company as well. He has some majority uh, ownership in the company. So I think you're definitely going to see um, all that come into play next season. Um, but yeah, uh, they, they tease it enough. There's a lot of tension between those two characters now. So I think it's, it's pretty much, they're going to go in that direction. I don't know. I don't think it's going to get be long and drawn out uh, and last all of this, all of next season, but definitely I think towards the very beginning, because it has to be what other hurdles are Tariq going to have to deal with as he goes into a new season. So I think we're definitely going to see that. Yeah. If they do it, I, I just don't want them to, I don't want them to spam it like they did with Tommy and, and Ghost because they, they kept spamming that like one minute that they're, they're not friends. Next minute they're friends again. Next minute they, they, they broken up again. Next minute they're, they're like doing robberies and different things together again. Like, so I hope they don't run it into the ground. If they go in that direction, I hope it's like well paced and, and well built up. And, you know, I hope that, you know, we, we see some, uh, some great, you know, moments of drama and tension come from it as well. But um, go ahead, Dana. She's giving me the faces right now. So I don't know if I said something crazy, but go ahead, Dana. But here's what happened was Brayden during that whole thing, when he found out that Tariq used the photo, because he was like, how did Tate get the photo? Oh, it was you. You were. And then he still answered Tariq's call when Tariq told him to pick up Lauren. And he said, okay, all right, buddy. So they are playing a little bit with that back and forth because he gave the whole speech about you're self-centered. The world does not evolve around you. You have other people to think of, to consider. And he didn't, and Tariq was like, he legit kind of brushed off the whole thing because it wasn't just Tariq. It was also Effie who said, the world does not revolve around you. And that also comes in play with even the ghost saying, hey, look what you done did. You know, what you did affected other people. Um, my thing is in regards to this, um, I feel that it would, I think it would also come into play with Brayden wanting to walk away from Tariq at the moment, you know, that whole moral compass situation. And then you also would have to look and examine the uncle. I mean, Brayden is kind of stuck in between that hard place and the rock and the wall and all that other stuff. If you look at it this way, Braden's uncle did something that was really awful. He dressed up basically as OJ and had the other one as Nicole Simpson. What is it? Nicole Brown Simpson. And he did the whole blackface back in 94 during that whole trial case. Uh, does he deserve to lose everything after that? Some people would say yes. You know, that was a terrible thing to do. So, yes, you deserve to finally lose your career and everything that you built built in. What will end up happening, I wonder, is how severely will there be family blowback in terms of now we're going after your, your, your uncle and all of your other family members? And how closely would those people be examined? I really don't think it's going to have direct blowback on Braden, but within that family, it probably will um, in the sense that Braden's guilt will probably cause more of an internal chaos within himself than what could act what would actually be happening. Uh, so he may be the one who ends up confessing to his family, like this is the photo and this is where it came from, and it came from Tariq. I don't know whether or not he is one hundred percent done with Tariq, 
because this is kind of, I don't, I don't really know where Brayden is at mentally with this whole thing. I know that he's mad. I know he kept saying, you know, the family is not going to be the same after this, but it really doesn't seem like he's going to completely cut off Tariq from his life. Because if that was the case, the whole situation with Lauren, but then you could also say that the only reason why he was going to kill Lauren was because it affected his brother, Trace, who was a dumbass at this point. But, and so, my thing was, was he trying to protect his family by killing Lauren? And then he still let her go? So it's, you see, because of that indecision is kind of wishy-washy. I don't know how that will impact the relationship because that relationship is still wishy-washy. So I do see them kind of being friends, but maybe not at first buddy-buddy again. But it may actually end up having that Tommy uh, ghost feel to it because Brent is he's still in the middle he doesn't really know what it is he wants to do yeah yeah you make some great points and um and I fully believe that um if if it does happen to where these two are at odds with each other I do think they 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 could very well play on that you know um that connection that Braden has with Kane already you know um, and you know that could be a, a a point of contention as well in the story. Um, that could be an additional conflict that Tariq has to deal with. Um, but I guess much of that also depends on what happens, uh, you know, uh, with, with this other situation that we're, we're going to get to uh, in a moment. But yeah, there's so many ways they could uh, they could do this. You know, um, of course. If they keep the story on the campus, that's going to like, you know, um, it's going to keep them very close to each other. So it's not going to be like Ghost and Tommy where there, there was distance between them. Like they didn't have to see each other all the time. Like these two characters are, are going to be forced to probably see each other a lot um, if if they're at odds with each other. So um, that's going to be an interesting, you know, uh, thing as well to see how they handle that, you know, being on the same campus together. Um, and then, you know, there's there's the whole course correct thing. Like, what, what's going to happen with that if these two split up, you know? Um, so, yeah, there's there's many layers there. Go ahead. No, Go ahead, just Jane. later on, a little stick a pin in the course correct because that's kind of, like, over with. They have no supply because of the QR code. And it was stolen. And Tariq definitely doesn't know about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's been a few times where the supply dried out, but yeah, they I think they can uh, if they want to, they can get it back running. But then if if they're if they're at odds with each other, then yeah, it's like who who is actually going to be in charge of it? Like because if, if you guys are beefing with each other, you can't both run this. At the, you know, otherwise there's it's going to be some conflicts there. So so yeah, um, we'll we'll have to see how the writers. Uh, handle that if that's the direction that they're going to go in but um let's get to you know um what what is likely to be one of the major themes of next Wait, richard didn't say anything uh did Skip I, richard. I, oh no I, I did i did oh yeah i thought i went to him first oh, no. oh. Um, did you have anything else to say rich by the way did you oh, have no, I, oh no i i no, i um i think that y'all y'all pretty much covered a lot of stuff that i was already going to say and some stuff I've already said so you can carry on okay um okay yeah so 
yeah, let's get to uh, what what is likely to be, you know, one of the, the major themes of, uh, you know, next week's episode. And, you know, that is the whole plan to murder Lorenzo, which Monet has, has quote unquote orchestrated, you know, because we, we don't know if uh, if she has, you know, another plan in mind. But uh, yeah, so how do you guys see this playing out? Because, I mean, it, that's such a broad question because stars had like the writers of stars have shown that they have the ability to surprise us they have the ability to to you know um you know take us like off guard like you know they they surprise us every week basically so you know we don't know for sure what which direction this can go there could be a complete curveball coming um that we just can't see you know um but in your mind based on what we do know how do you see this whole plan playing out next week in the finale. So um, I will go to you first, Dana. What do you think? Oh, well, basically, um, I don't know if you can say, say certain words, but uh, the male counterparts in this show who are adults are stupid. So here's the thing. I think it's all Monet, and I think it's Monet is going to set up. She set up Mecca to go kill Lorenzo. And at the end, she's going to kill Mecca. Because at the end of the day, she can't be free from either one of them. Mecca is one of those people who is going to definitely track her down. Um, the only one who, in a weird way, can kind of save her is either herself or Tariq by telling out all that information. So I wonder if because Monet and Tariq are still talking to each other, did he, did Tariq also tell... Um, I'm sorry. Did Tariq also tell Monet the information that he knows? But I don't really think so because that wouldn't be in his best interest either way. But I do feel that Monet is the orchestrator of everything. That drive-by was so tacky and so slow and just done so poorly. And here comes Ezekiel, which was the best part. What's going on? Sticking, He's like six foot tall. What's going on? Sticking his head out and everything. But it was done so poorly that it was definitely Monet. And it took a way to get Mecca to think that it was Lorenzo trying to kill him. Um, she's asking all the right questions, all this weird situations and things are happening, you know, at the very end, you know, yeah, you have to take care of all my kids. We're going to all run away together. So I end up, th- I th- believe that something is going to happen in that air or or on the ground and she's going to end up taking that plane and they're going to have a nice little vacation and then they come back in the season three. But it's going to be Mecca and definitely Lorenzo are just dead. It's the smartest thing to do at this point. She doesn't want to be tied anymore to Lorenzo. Lorenzo and his ego is not going to let her go. I do, I do wonder about those scores. Who, I mean, the age, the birth certificate. Was it Lorenzo who leaked the birth certificate? Was it Mecca or was it Monet? Because if you look at it, the whole family was relying on, what was it, on, on Zeke getting out there, going to NBA, and basically riding his coattails. But remember what Lorenzo did say. I don't want any other man taking care of me. So he could have easily leaked that birth certificate. Plus, also, he's angry at Monet for just lying. So he could have did that. Monet found out retaliation. Plus, there's no she doesn't want to be involved with, with um, Lorenzo. Her, her life has moved on from 
in the 10 years. And Lorenzo doesn't seem like the kind of guy where you could just easily walk away and be like, hey, peace. So he's dead. Everybody's dead. And Eka, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I kind of side with you a little bit in the sense of um, I think there's a huge possibility both can go out. Both Mecca and Lorenzo could be gone um, in, in the finale. Um, but I don't know. I know there was a commenter that said, uh, you know, Lorenzo is is going to be around for, for a while. Um, but, you know, I don't know. But the way the story is set up at the moment, like if it, last week, if you would have asked me this question, I would have said Mecca is going to stay alive. Lorenzo is going to die. Um, I, I believe, you know, we did say that last week or something, but um, now after seeing this episode, like, and, and, you know, hearing what's known about Mecca and then, you know, the whole deal with Tariq, just something makes me feel like he's not going to make it out of the season now. Um, and yeah. And I think there's a, there's a, a huge possibility that um, both those characters could be gone. Um, and, you know, like I said before, also, I think if, if Lorenzo is out the picture, I feel like, you know, um, we can see like the full growth of Kane and Drew's characters as well. Um, if they have, you know, no, no father figure, uh, we can see those characters really step up and um, kind of reach their full potential as characters, I think. So that would be interesting to see in the next season if that was the case. But um, And then, you know, also for Diana, there wouldn't be somebody to protect her because Lorenzo has been so far very protective of her and he's kind of like, you know, guarded her from Monet in a sense because Monet won't cross Lorenzo to, to do anything to Diana. But if Lorenzo is out the picture, you know, all gloves are off, you know, like that the tension between those two can reach its peak, you know. So, um, yeah, there's so many possibilities if, if those two characters are gone. So, uh, yeah, that's just where my head is, but, you know, real quick, I want to give a shout outs to Rich because, um, you know, he, he predicted, um, that, you know, he, he said last week that Mecca probably knew that Kane, you know, um, was involved in that robbery. Um, and that, you know, he was playing games. Like he was, he was playing Kane in a sense to, you know, uh, to set up something later on. And, and we see that happen in this episode, uh, where he's keeping Kane locked up in, in the house, uh, my thing is, like, if Kane was, like, locked up there, right, how did Monet, like, get in so easy then? Like, it's like, I, I don't know, but it seems like he could have left if he wanted to anyway. But... She's never been to his house? Yeah, is it? Did did she always, was he always at the same place? I don't know. Was he always, like, at the same place when he met her? Or was it, like, another place? Well, I remember there was a the restaurant. He bought out the whole restaurant. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's been at the same place. Okay. He's been at the yeah. same place. So she, and then, she had a key, basically. I can I can nah. see her having a key. You can't <laughs> see her having a key. Okay, I guess. I guess that's... Baby, baby, please. Did you see the engagement ring? Yeah, yeah. The that engagement ring was something special. Well, 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 unfortunately, she didn't see it though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she didn't see it. They, Davis saw it though. Davis McQueen saw it. He still uh, has it. But yeah, uh, Rich, it, what, what's your thoughts on uh, this whole, you know, Lorenzo Mecca situation? Who is going to make it out? You know, who is going to be the last survivor? You know? 
Okay, so I'm a little conflicted on this because um, I've said multiple times on this podcast that uh, I, I think Mecca is an excellent adversary. You know, in this entire season, you saw how ruthless he was, you know, breaking people's hands and just shooting people. I mean, he, he is, he's, a, he's a no-nonsense kind of guy. He will do whatever he needs to do, and he does it with a lot of force, and he's also very manipulative as well. So I think that he has all the makings of an excellent villain, but the weakness is of course, Monet and the fact that he still is trying to have something with her. So I think, you know, with Lorenzo, he has been in jail all of last season and half of this season. We haven't really seen him do too much outside of jail, except for, you know, over the last couple episodes, you saw him obviously working with Drew to basically do what he can to get back in the drug game. So, I mean, I, I think personally that this story ends, as I said before, with her losing both of them. Now, that now obviously, I think it's a situation where one of them could get killed and then the other one ends up going to prison and then she that's how she ends up losing both of them. But the other thing to remember is that they also had the tease of uh, Evelyn, Uncle Frank's wife. And the warning she had to Monet said, oh, yeah, you need to watch out with, with, with Lorenzo. I believe she knows that Monet has something to do with Uncle Frank getting killed. And she also wants revenge. Um, it could, you know, it, you know, I know Dana said earlier, Monet set up the, uh, you know, that, that 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 shootout. And I believe that's 100 percent accurate. If that wasn't the case, it very well could have been these people working for Evelyn. But I think that. At the end of the day, if Monet does decide who she wants to be with and she is able to choose that person, she may still lose that person anyway because Evelyn wants to get her payback on her for the fact that they killed Frank. So it's a, it's a situation where I think it can go anyway. I personally do not want to see Mecca leave the show yet because I feel like now that you know even more things about the character, I want to see where this is going. But obviously, it's not going to end well. Because he's sitting here thinking, well, I have all these trust funds set up. I'm going to take care of the entire family, all this other stuff. What, what I mean, he has to be smart enough to think, well, what is my backup plan in case this fails? Because if Monet turns on him, what would stop her from turning on Mecca? They kill Mecca. And then her and the kids, they go away, go away with, with Lorenzo. I mean, that could still happen. So that's why I said uh, I want to see what his backup plan Obviously, because he is a snitch and because, you know, I honestly feel like in a lot of movies, TV shows, you want to see the person that snitches go go down. So obviously, that's why I said it's a bit conflicted, because that could still happen. Um, But I'm curious. Again, I just I can't believe that the character would just completely be so in love with Monet. He would never think, oh, she will never do any harm to me, even though her own kids have done harm against me. So. We'll see what happens. And again, the other thing is with Lorenzo and you have Drew and Diana on the other side with Lorenzo, Drew and Diana haven't seen any of this stuff that Mecca's doing as far as the fact that he would have them on accounts. And they didn't agree. They, of course, they didn't see it. They didn't agree to any of that. So that's why I said it pits these two sides against each other. And it's a conflict because you, you know, you, I don't think anyone wants to see Kane versus Drew. It will be interesting to see that, of course, but uh, they had teases of the tension all season. It's, it's the f- family has had tension all season. So 
you could see some of this stuff happening, but I don't think that they will go far enough to kill each other in terms of the family. But as far as Mecca and Lorenzo are concerned, I feel like one of the one of those characters will get killed, or both of them, one way or another, are going to get taken out. Doesn't mean that they both die, but I just feel like at the end of this story, she ends up losing both of them. And then she has to start over again and really, whether it's relying on Tariq uh, or just basically trying to figure out another way to make it. Um, But I think this is how this this ends, because we know that Zeke is now not going to be an option, at least for the moment. With the draft and NCAA regulations, he's not an option. So it really puts Monet in a situation where now she has to come up with another plan on how to make it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a great point you made right there because now Zeke has to be factored into her plan, you know. But, uh, Dana, what what did you have to say on that? A couple of things. One is fantasy booking. Wouldn't it be great that no one actually kills, um, what's his name, Mecca? And, in fact, the, the information leaks that Dante is Mecca to all of the people that he wronged, and they all go out and they kill him, they circle him around, and then they all kill him. Like it's a big old fight with the neighborhood. That would be great. But that's a fantasy. Um, I want to know where does Dirty Diana come into play with this? Because if you looked at what Diana did and you, and you look at this episode, right? And the whole thing is, is such a thing as a fair fight. And then Diana basically revealed everything, thinking that she was going to be queen of the household after this. And remember her reaction with when they got all the drugs back with her and Drew and Lorenzo was there. And he looked at Drew. He was like, oh, my man, I got it. You know, that little silent little nod. And he wouldn't even look at Diana. He gave that that look like, I don't know you. And she had that hurt. And then she was crying. She went over to, um, what's his name? I am forgetting all the names. She went to Tariq and started crying, even though technically she was trying to get the whole thing to set up with the QR code, even though that was all like a big scam thing. I do believe that deep in her heart, what she did say, she meant, she meant, she was really hurt by how everything fell apart. Her her family just basically fell apart by her revealing everyone's business. And I wonder what Diana is going to do in her little stupid mind, maybe, to put this family back together again. Will she be the one? Because she's a little sneaky and we can't trust her. And she always has her ears going beep, 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 beep. Is she the one who, who figured out Mecca and Dante are the same people as well? And will she somehow be trying to have some type of responsibility with trying to kill Mecca? I know it sounds outlandish, but she's a hot mess and she needs to get back in with the family. So I wonder how that's going to come into play. That's a, that, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot of different possibilities it, that that would be very interesting uh thing i i do believe i do agree that she has to get back in good with the family so i'll be very curious to see how she does that one quick thing i was going to add though um is that uh i do recall that right before lorenzo got out he got that phone call from sax remember he told sax oh yeah i'll tell you whatever you want to know whatever you need to know i don't know if that meant that he gave them some information and he ratted out some stuff as well so I'm curious to see if there's a reason for that dialogue in the first place, 
because you know he 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 could he could essentially be working to some degree working with you know the police or, or in, in some capacity as well or or getting information on who are these people that are doing things and then giving them giving them that information later so i'm curious to see how that actually is going to work out so in other words he, he could be an informant as well but I don't really know if they're going to go that direction. I don't think they're going to go that direction, but I do think that there's definitely more to that situation. Because right now you look at how everything plays out, it, it's going to lead somebody to believe, oh, oh yeah, so Lorenzo is either, I mean, it, they, they, they let, let the audience believe and go either way. Either Lorenzo was, is, is done or Mecca is done. But I, again, I just want to reiterate, Mecca, I can't believe that he would be so in love with Monet to think, Oh, she would never turn her back on me. So that's why I said I I want to really see how they finish that storyline. And again, I hope they don't kill that character off yet. But again, it, it, he can go out in a blaze of glory, glory in the next episode, and that that is totally fine. We just have to see what the overall plan is. No, he Mecca is also Joe from you. If you really look at it. So, all of these years, you suddenly watch ESPN and you feel it in your gut that, oh, that's my son. And so, you track down Monet, the whole family. You know exactly where she's at. You go and you live in that same Manhattan neighborhood. I don't know where she lives. Maybe Queens. I'm not sure. But you go and you move to New York City. Risk the possibility of someone seeing you because number the FBI, the feds were so afraid of you being found out. They even had you in protection. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, what escaped from them to go find Monet, pick up your son and think all oh, both of you going to go fly off together. Find out that he's actually married to Lorenzo. Don't leave her alone. Nudge your way into the whole family. Um, get Kane to be on your side. Confuse him. And let uh, all these different pieces fall as they may in order so that you can trick Monet into going with you. He's black. Joe. You can't tell me that. He's not. <laughs> Joe from so, he's Joe from you. <laughs> so the, the, he, he it, it doesn't make any sense even with his actions he is obsessed so and then all of us I don't, I don't know and then you leave your file in the bag even though it's in the case thing you know that it could be stolen mm-hmm. so you still leave your file with all of your information regarding who you actually are in your possession I don't I don't get it. Was he going to take it with him the whole time? There's definitely more to that that they that uh, I think we're going to find out next week. There has to be a lot more to that. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'll say that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we we saw like a brief glimpse of them trying to play happy families with Zeke in this episode. You know, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and Zeke, you know, having a sit down. And a little uh, mother, father, son moment, you know, between them. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess that was that was you know Mecca's ideal situation, and and the ring, I guess, plays into that. He wanted to you know propose to to Monet and make things official and everything, and maybe even move away somewhere or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, um, that has yeah. Go ahead. 
No, I'm just I'm agreeing with you. I believe that. I believe that he wanted that little piece of family thing. And then yeah. with the three kids, he kind of like breathed, aspirated. <sighs> Fine, we'll take that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I guess um, Lorenzo and Mecca are kind of like in a similar situation in that regard because, you know, Lorenzo's like, I don't want this seat kid around. And then, you know, Mecca's like, I don't want Kane and all these other kids around. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. See, this is um, why they both have to die. So Mary can go on. And, I keep calling her Mary, but Monet can go on and live her best life with her children. I don't want her no more. Yeah. And then, you know, I think if they're both gone, that opens up more doors for for possible future storytelling. But but I don't know. There there could be another huge twist about you know well, either the, one either one coming. So who knows? We need um, the sister at this point. We got at least we got yeah. her name. Oh yeah, yeah. We 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 learned about that. So that's a possibility. And and I like what Richard said as well about the Uncle Frank situation because they definitely referred to that for a reason. So I think that is going to come back in the next episode. That that's going to lead to something. Um, the whole Uncle Frank, you know, and his, his uh, widow showing up um, in episode seven, I believe it was. So she yeah. kills Lorenzo. She. But but by the way, a, a very a very quick correction. Uh, Latoya Luckett is the actress that is playing jukebox mom on Raising Canaan. So I don't know who's playing the sister because I saw that someone left a comment saying that Latoya Luckett. No, Latoya Luckett is playing jukebox mom on Razor Kane in season two. Okay. So I don't know who's playing the sister, Monet's sister. Um, we have to find out who that is if if it's not already out there. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll find out. But but yeah, the, those were all the questions I had. So um, I'm going to open the floor up. Is there anything else in particular um, either of you wanted to mention about you know, this episode or any thoughts about, you know, leading into the finale, what, you know, any thoughts on your mind, mind at all. So, um, Dana, you got anything? I do. I got, I got some things. Can we talk about the lovely setup? I think you would call it cinematography or something fancy that just goes with the whole setup of how it looked. Um, one was Lorenzo. Um, when he, he found out that he was robbed, and he went into the room, not his room. I believe it was one of the kids' room. And he trashed the room. But before he trashed the room, he punched the mirror. And you would see, like, the the, the, breaking, the broken mirror and how it was all fractured. That was symbolic of the fractured family. Yay. Yay them for that image. That was really cool. Um, so I really liked that part. And may, And also, it's really hard to put back a mirror again. There will always be cracks and creases. And so this, I feel that it leads to him always being unable to trust Monet. So he's not, he's not able to trust Monet at this point. The family is so broken that they're not able to trust each other. Everyone at this point hates Diana. Monet is running around trying to pick up whatever pieces she can. Lorenzo doesn't want her. Um, his sons, he's looking at, you know, a little lopsided. And uh, Zeke is still there. And he's angry about that whole thing. So that I thought was a really great image that they used. Um, another thing that I wanted to, to find out was Lena. Again, maybe in the next season, we're going to get Lena's story, Monet's sister, and how she always wanted the boy. She always wanted a boy, and we need to have that conversation. We need another family sit down without Lorenzo, without um, whatever, whatever his name is, uh, Mecca, because they're both dead. So that would be really nice. 
Um, another thing is I want to know what Zeke is going to do because everything that he's been training for is kaput. Even when he thought that he can go and get that tribe, that the private trainer, and to go make it to the NBA, that's not going to happen. Remember, the lawyer was like, you can kiss that goodbye. The law- You know you in trouble when your lawyer leaves the table before you even do. So that was a really great scene right there. I do feel that Diana is going to have some kind of breakdown of trying to get the realizing that what she did was cute at the moment, but what would like her to not play the victim because that would be really great because as Effie said you know you you reap what you sow you're the one who actually did the dirtiness so now you have to live in that dirt she didn't say that to her but it was another conversation somewhere because they were scrolling on their phones so what they did say um when they was on there when he was scrolling the whole article basically read that um Ezekiel Cross poster boy for the Stansfield Stallions have been accused of falsification Stansfield University and coaches may face penalties so the school itself is also might have faced penalties due to this corruption Ooh, they just called it a corruption um, the committee decides penalties case by case. Each case is unique and applying case precedent is difficult, if not impossible, because all cases are different. Each case has its own aggravating and mitigating factors and the committee considers both sides in assessing penalties. So how will that affect not just him, but his teammates as well? Will they be, uh, what is it? I forgot the actual basketball term for it, but like, it's, it's like a life sentence, like a ban thing. Well, you can't play anymore, period. They did that for a football team. Long time ago, it was in one of them documentaries. Um, so I want to know what the ramifications and how it's going to happen with the school. And overall, the school looks terrible. You have the drug thing running rampant. Now there's corruption with the basketball team. This is not looking good for donors, just in general. I wouldn't want to send my kids there. It's too much that's going on. Um, also, really quickly, I don't think a PR team is going to help them with this either. Um, but also, um, the, 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 the Braden and his whole dilemma that he has to face with not just his family, but I wonder how he's going to feel, you know, will he be able to feel that he's able to trust anyone because he liked to return to his home. They went camping, even though his, his family kind of in a weird way was trying to shoot him because he was a black guy running in the woods. Remember that whole scene? I didn't like that scene, but still, I wonder how Braden is going to manage this whole um, pitcher situation that we kind of already talked about. But I want to know how 
this and how will he feel about his brother? The whole thing is to protect. Remember, he did say, he said, I could break my word and protect everyone. Um, or I could um, become the person I never thought I would become. Just because he didn't kill Lauren still doesn't mean that he completely walked away. What is going to happen with that picture? And how will it impact his brother? His brother is talking McTalkster. Kane is still out there on those streets. So I'm also wondering about that whole situation. Will Kane end up killing Trace? Will Braden take the whole fall for everything? Maybe Braden will go to jail. So I don't know what that situation is going to happen with that. Um, so overall, I think that is kind of everything that I really wanted to talk about. Also, Effie just looked so sad. The way how it ended with that song. I just wanted to give her a hug. She looked like she needed a hug. And she also just looked like she didn't want to be there. Because remember when like Tariq was stirring in the bed and he went to go grab her and she was just like a mess and he wasn't really in, in tune with what was going on because he was asleep. But I wonder if Effie is proud of not just her decision, whatever happened with Lauren, but her overall decision and getting in this lifestyle, how that is impacting her. And maybe we won't always, maybe she won't be with Tariq. Maybe she'll walk away and disappear. I don't know. But it'll be really interesting. So that's everything. Cool. Yeah, great points. Um, yeah, uh, the, the 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 school is definitely a, a, a PR team's worst nightmare. Like, because there's so much. Oh yeah, and then, then everyone is either dead and they commit suicide. Exactly. Yeah. So so much death. But um, and and people just show up on campus and end up in people's rooms just like that. Like, is that's a security nightmare? But uh, yeah. So. <laughs> So, Rich, um, any uh, final thoughts on this episode or, you know, any thoughts in your head leading into next week's finale? Yeah, I thought it was a great episode. Uh, I was wrong about uh, Carrie's uh, murder or should I say suicide, because I thought that was going to be a major focal point. And obviously you had the stuff with Tate that they introduced to try to make you think that he was going to get involved but then he took but then they talk about this other eyewitness that witnessed uh Tariq and Kane you know at the scene of the crime which like I said we didn't we don't know anything about that so I guess we'll have to see if that's going to be brought up once again because I feel like they were trying to get that information but then of course they wasn't successful in getting that information at that point in time um so I think at this I think right now this is a lot of questions about how are you going to finish off the season? Last week's episode, I thought everything was fantastic. And I thought it was so good of an episode, it made me question, well, why is this not the season finale? So I'm curious to see what happens next week. Um, you have the stuff going on with Mecca and Lorenzo that has to get to some point. Something has to happen with that. You have Tariq's trial and that intensifying further. We got to see what happens with that. And then you have all the other factors of what happens with Effie, what happens with Diana. I do agree with what Dana said. I think Trace is a dead man walking, especially if Kane finds out. Um, so, and of course, Kane was the one that also told Braden to take out uh, Lauren, and that didn't happen. So I'm curious to see what happens, but um, looking forward to it for sure next week. And also just really quickly, an honorable mention to Lisa Marie, because she did get mentioned. 
Mm-hmm. So, and I remember during last season, we was all thinking, not last season, during Power, we was all wondering, will Lisa Marie grow up and will be the enemy to Tariq? So I liked how they mentioned her. I, I do think there's a high possibility of her returning uh, to the show. So that that would be great to see, you know, uh, to see whether she'd be an ally or, you know, an enemy to Tariq. Uh, she, she could also, you know, uh, they, there could also be future crossovers with Tommy, you know. Uh, you know, he could end up back over here or, you know, vice versa. Who knows? So, yeah, it'll be interesting to find out. But, yeah, next week, you know, we will be here to re- to cover the finale of Power Book 2 Ghost, you know, episode 10, that will be. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be here twice next week, like I mentioned before, because the the premiere episode of Power Book 4 Force is coming next week. So we will have two episodes, you know, releasing um, at some point next week uh, to, you know, covering both of those shows. So be on the lookout for that. You know, uh, definitely, uh, you know, leave your comments. Let us know what you think of, uh, of all these shows. Um, and yeah, uh, we're going to get straight into our shout outs. So uh, Rich, you got any shout outs for the people? Oh, yeah. I just want to give a thanks to everybody that's been commenting on the show, liking the show. Uh, we definitely appreciate all the comments, the feedback in the engagement. So please feel free to let us know your thoughts on some of the things we discussed today, as well as what you think is going to happen next week in the finale, because uh, it should be a really good finale. And uh, yeah, just thank you for the continued support. We, we always love doing these shows and we love especially when we see all of you commenting and liking it as well. So thank you very much. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Dana, you got any? Um, yes, thank you so much for just listening to us. Um, we read, love, we love your comments. We read your comments. So thank you for just participating in the comments. And we love that you love the show, and we love the show as well. And like Gary was saying, look forward to us doing power. Um, there may be uh, other stuff that will be happening as well. It's going to be a very busy week especially for next week. So look forward to that. I'm excited to know what everyone has to say about um, Power Force. And also really quickly, they did mention influence in this episode. So I look forward to also how what influence is going to bring and how Tate is going to keep conning and scamming and scamming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I want to know when that show is coming too, you know, because there might come a time where th- this is a full-time podcast. We might be here all year <laughs> round. <laughs> Old and great. Now remember, Tariq is now a 40-year-old man, and back in the day, he was a kid. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, they're trying to have power on TV all year, so so yeah, uh, look forward to that. Um, I do want to give uh, a big shout-out to... Um, uh, someone called Isaiah D. Flowers, who reached out to us on uh, on Instagram, you know. Um, so, you know, people are hitting us up, you know, in all different places, you know, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Instagram. And, you know, we really appreciate all of this, you know, all of that, uh, you know, engagement helps us, know, you know, learn that, you know, we do have an audience and people do enjoy the show and it helps us get better and it helps us, you know, be more committed and driven. So we love hearing from all of you. 
So uh, big shouts to him and also big shouts to Robert Silva and Kwame as well, who uh, who I also regularly speak to about the show, uh, both the Powercast and Power. So, um, you know, big shouts to, to those people. Um, and yeah, uh, one more thing, like people in the comments also let us know, you know, uh, what other shows you're watching too, you know, so we, you know, because... You know, we, we, we're trying to see what other shows we can realistically, uh, you know, cover. And we want to make sure that, you know, we're covering shows that people enjoy as well, as well as power and stuff. So, you know, Snowfall is going to be one of those shows, of course. Um, and there might be some others, you know, um, you know, I won't say too much, but there might be some other shows that we, we, we cover in the near future that that you guys might like. So, you know, we want to know what 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 people are watching. Uh, that you know we might be able to cover so definitely do that too um but yeah that is going to be it for this week we will be back next week for the finale and for the premiere so um, be on the lookout for that until then take care and stay healthy everyone peace out